0: The story so far. Swaggering, wooden legged, swarthy buccaneer Laura Simpson, he of the lustrous beard and threatening facial scars, sat teaching a variety of unnecessarily rude phrases to his parrot, played by the naturally feathery Chris Alpha. Meanwhile, up on the poop deck, the smouldering, voluptuous, notorious Latino beauty, Chris Sigma, struggled desperately for control of the wheel with the mad, lice ridden ship's captain, Andrew Candish, scourge of the Spanish main and none too popular in Stevenage. Pausing only to listen to the insane babblings of the boy up in the crow's nest, who screamed again and again just the words Welcome to the Oodcast.
1: <laughs>
2: It's episode 16 of series 3 and we're all here together again. Hooray! Hooray!
3: Everything worked this time.
1: (laughs) That is better than previous
2: instalments. Indeedy-doo-dee-da, it is. So, without further ado, here's the Udcast News.
1: Udcast News.
2: The UK government is drawing up plans to issue the population with mirrors. Early indications suggest it is something to do with the reorganisation of the National Health Service.
0: Neil Gaiman has admitted on his blog that the something we haven't seen since the War Games does not in fact refer to the 1969 Patrick Troughton story, but rather the game of risk he's been playing with Stephen
2: Moffat via email since 1997. Later today, NASA will release its recording of the very first message from Intelligent Life Among the Stars. The historic message is a phrase repeated over and over again, and sounds like a parrot. The talent agent representing the merker has
0: hailed his comeback on Saturday night as a complete success, once again refuting the claims that his client has taken out a super injunction to prevent the model Lily Cole claiming that she played the role of the siren.
3: And finally, the shipping forecast. Low Hebrides 1005 expected, Pharaohs 1003 by midnight tonight. Viking, wind, southerly or southeasterly, three or four. Veering southwesterly. Four or five later. Sea state slight, occasional moderate. Later. Weather showers, fog patches. Visibility green, foggy, and strangely attractive.
1: And news.
2: Right, here we are. You're sure this time? Of course I am. Have I ever let you down? Don't answer that, Ponds. Well, what are we waiting for, then? Well, we could do a recce with the scanner first to make sure it's safe. That's boring. Come on. Fine. Deep breath, Rory. What for? Well, if I don't use the scanner, how do I know we're not underwater? Be prepared. At least that's what I told Baden Powell. Wonder if he ever used it. Doctor! Okay, okay. Yo-ho-ho.
1: Um, whoops. Okay, ladies, let's breathe deeply and find our centre. Just relax your thoughts and try to be aware of every part of your body. No, wrong place. Sorry. That was a Pilates class, wasn't it? I
2: knew there was something wrong with his spelling. So then, Curse of the Black Spot, any good?
3: I love I love how concise you are. <laughs> it's it's good.
2: Should we be concise with their
1: answers? Um, yeah, let's yes. do it. Me too. Uh, <laughs> mediocre. Everyone? I thought it was mediocre. Really. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, okay. There were elements of it that I quite enjoyed. The sort of the. Not really noble, although you initially think he's going to be ship's captain. I thought the set design for this week was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Really, really good work by the set team, which made up for a slightly shoddy few scenes in the series opener. Yeah, no, seriously. When? Like, you know, the bit where River and Rory are down in the tunnels and it's so obviously some material draped over some flat set backing. Mm. and it just You see, I wasn't toot. watching in HD. Ah. So, so. Uh, I have
3: to say that I thought the sick bay was <laughs> a really bad Okay, okay th- yeah the sick
1: bay pretty bad but they managed <laughs> to get rid of all the wires on the floaty beds really well so that was quite a good version of CG
3: it is jumping a little bit to the story but let's have a moment for uh, where everyone cried out for their loved ones, Toby, Rory the TARDIS <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he hugs uh, it as well doesn't <laughs> <to me. laughs> that was lovely
1: yeah it was oh. cute
3: um, so for me I, I I'm um, probably a little bit warmer than Laura to it. I would say it was a solid episode but unspectacular mm. in that there was nothing cringy about it although there wasn't huge things that were cringy about it but there was no punch-to-the-air moment, no really sparkling dialogue and nothing that really... Would, I would never play that episode to someone to try and get them into Doctor Who mm. which is a kind of a litmus test for me.
2: I felt that it was like Doctor Who used to be when I watched it as a kid. Mm. It was good old-fashioned regular Who. There was inventive ideas, characters you liked, uh, a fascinating turn, expectations on their head. And I love the old kind of very sturdy old Who theme of alien tech um, being confused with um, sort of magic, you know. It
3: was Doctor Dances, wasn't it, again? In a lot of ways, it was mm. medical alien technology uh, being perceived as a threat when mm. actually it was just trying to help.
2: What I like is the theme of the sea siren being perceived as dangerous and monstrous, and she actually turns out to be something inherently mm. good. And I think that's a great kind of a great theme for for kids watching, you know, or just a great theme anyway. I think maybe we should probably give some kind of um, credit to Lily Cole. That whole performance was done on wires. And Mm -hmm. the amount of wire work must have been, you know, blimey, that must have been tough.
3: She's a very impressive actress. Mm -hmm. If anyone's seen The Imaginarium of Dr Parnassus, she's really good in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is. And that was her first acting role. I know she was in Centurions before that, sorry.
0: That was her first acting role. (laughs) At this
1: point, I also want to give a shout out to the fact that she is a Christian Aid ambassador and recently went to visit the borders (laughs) of Burma where she went to to various refugee camps and was very, very nice to all the people who were stuck in there. Thank you, Lily Cole. So she's
2: a good egg uh,
0: as well as a good actress. You said there there were no punch the air moments and you're right, the ending wasn't quite punch the air but it did kind of one of those things that just left me with a kind of a satisfied sigh at the end because it's really nice to see something as silly as pirates sitting in a spaceship going up Mm. into space. I I
3: would love to see that film.
4: It started with an extraordinary
2: encounter. So, this is the TARDIS. These are all the controls. I'm afraid you won't really
5: understand. Arrgh! That be the wheel, telescope, astrolabe and compass. One ship be very like another. Arr. Well,
2: yes, I suppose so. But it's actually about a billion times more complex than you just made out.
5: Arrgh! I'll manage fine, ye scurvy cold. Now one lucky bunch
4: of pirates are about to go further than they've ever gone before.
2: I've got a great idea. You should just fly this incredibly advanced starship. You know, just pick it up as you go along. That sounds feasible and safe. Splice the main brace.
5: All hands on
2: deck. Trim
0: the sail. There don't seem to be any of the things
5: you just mentioned on board, Captain. Just press the button on that console, you mangy G C dog But I have no concept what buttons are. Are.
4: And they're finding out that being able to crew a rocket ship with the skills and knowledge of 17th century buccaneers... Fire photon torpedoes! ...is about as likely as a group of hamsters building a large Hadron
5: Collider. That's not firing photon torpedoes! That be just turning the lights on and off.
0: Arr. I didn't understand a word you said, so I'd be improvising. See how quickly it changes betwixt night and day.
4: I am as a god and a fear to of the power I wield. Arr. Shiver my timbers,
5: Arr. You have. Time to walk the plank, my T. I'll just open this door. No! Oh! I'm out the door! That did not go to plan. At all. You'll cry. We be the only two left now, Toby, my boy. I'm the only one left.
4: You won't believe your eyes. This summer, witness the film that Ain't It Cool News called Less Realistic Than an Orlando Bloom Oscar Nomination. Pirates in Space. Coming to a cinema near you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Wouldn't you, Pirates in yeah, Space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they become the space pirates of the Troughton story? No. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, mean, I don't know. Did we know, though, that this story is a prequel to the Hartnell story, The Smugglers? No. No is it? way. Yes, because the Captain Avery was the captain that the smugglers were waiting for, I think. Right, here we are. You're sure this time? Absolutely. Can you feel that? We're rocking on a ship. Brilliant, eh? Grab that eye patch and hoist the main brace. What's he talking about? Stay here. I'll be back in a mo.
5: That was the move, and I can hear the grass grow. Let's pause for a time check. It's eight minutes past the hour here on Radio Caroline.
2: Pirate
1: radio. Wrong again. Sorry. Um, I think you'll find. Okay, point one. This spaceship must be the fastest spaceship ever invented because I don't know if either of you guys noticed or any of you guys noticed. At one point, they show them going around the dog star They do. and then going around the other side. Yep. Stars are so large Big, aren't they? that you probably wouldn't be able to get round them in the space of time that it took four or five straggly pirates to enter a cabin and walk <coughs> up to the back of your chair. They Pretty might have been using gravity fast. to
2: sling round the... Slingshot round. Mm, yep. Well, well mm, maybe it was just fast editing. You, you know, they cut out the long boring bit whilst we wait for whilst them Whilst everybody to go
1: went off and made a cup of grog or <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, definitely okay.
2: grog. I'll wait for the director's cut of that, That's two mm. and a half hours long <laughs> and
0: just two <laughs> hours while you watch them go round this.
1: Exactly. But also, the dog star looked a little bit like Anish Kapoor's Leviathan sculpture that's currently being uh, exhibited in Paris, Mm -hmm. except for a sort of glowing white version of it. Very interesting. Go and look it up. Here is my second geeky uh, point, which is... Rory says to Amy, I know you'll never give up on the CPR. She gives up after about four yeah. or five repetitions, yeah. which, you know, there are people who continue to do it for up to an hour, mm. and their um, performee, the person they're doing it on, has then survived. And she gives up after four things. Okay, admittedly, watching her do it for the rest of the episode (laughs) probably would have gotten a bit boring, especially since she was getting quite snivelly and her hair swinging backwards and forwards was irritating me. But, you know, (laughs) she wasn't doing it properly either. She wasn't pinching his nose or lifting his head back. And there's
3: Mm. a St John's Ambulance sticker on that TARDIS. They should be able to do it. If you're going
1: to display the badge, learn how to do your flipping CPR, guys. Although
3: I think it was quite interesting, actually, because Rory's only bit of advice when he teaches her is do it like you've seen it on tv and she does do it exactly how people on tv do it and sure enough it works exactly the way that it always does work on tv which is you stop you wait 20 seconds and just stare and then they come back to life (laughs) amazing So, so she did actually follow rory's advice of doing a cpr tv style
2: how many times are they going to kill rory though
1: he wasn't dead there, though, was he? Well... Oh, I think they should just do it every been. episode for Comic Effect. He should be like the Kenny of Doctor oh, Who. Oh, yes,
2: exactly. Oh, <laughs> my God, they've killed <laughs> Rory. They've killed Rory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also, I did really love that scene where Amy Pond is getting to buckle her swash a bit. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of, you know... I used mm. to do a bit of fencing back in the day, and it's everybody's fantasy to, you know, run at a group of scary people yeah. with a sword, and they just totally cheese it. Oh, totally. Oh. Um, mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's not everyone's I, fancy. I, I,
2: I really liked it because really, you know, by rights, um, it should not have worked. She was surrounded by big, burly yeah. pirates. Well, but the thing is, if you, if you um, put up someone with a sword with someone with a mop, then you're going to run from the sword, aren't you? So it worked for me brilliantly. I'm going
3: to go back. The TARDIS is a genre machine, and this time it was set to swashbuckler. Yeah. And all the rules apply. And the, r- the rules of swashbuckler are when you're attacking a large group of people, they will only attack you one at a time <laughs> so that you can handle them. They don't just all pile in.
1: And also with very old pistols like that, I thought it we were very free and easy with them because when you jolly old fire an old flintlock pistol, all sorts of sparks and old mm. crud fly out the side and you could very easily slightly burn yourself.
3: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take that, physics. Yes. <laughs> Anything else we liked? Uh, Hugh Bonneville, I thought, was excellent. He yeah. was very good. I do love the sea air, Hermione.
1: As do I, George. Very
3: bracing, what? I say, Simpkins. Yes, sir? Go up onto the deck and breathe in some of that sea air for me, would you? Yes, sir. Fancy some cheese and biscuits?
1: Oh, rather. Wonderful notion.
3: Blast! Cut my belly
1: finger on the cheese
3: knife. I knew there was a reason for staff. Simpkins, come back here a moment and cut your fingers for me.
1: Can you hear music, George? Yes,
3: the most beautiful voice.
1: Ah, Good, a maid. Stop staring at him and help, would you? He's nicked his finger with that knife.
3: Hush, you're blocking out the music.
1: I say, why are you that funny colour? And why are you reaching out for George? Oh, Oh, I say, you've stolen him. You beastly, beastly girl. Get out. No, wait. What did you do with him? I would have inherited a small estate.
3: Later.
0: Stolen, you say, Miss Parker-Pearls? Simpkins? Yes, sir? Have you checked the alcohol levels in Miss Parker-Pearls' room? Yes, sir. And? They appear to be normal, sir.
5: I am not drunk!
0: So you say, but you did just tell me that a maid glowing blue was sneaking around the house, stealing my son. It's
1: true. Look, he walked over to the cheese board, and as he chopped off a chunk of cheddar, he snicked his finger... Like that. And then the glowing started. I say, how are you doing that? It's not me. Look, isn't she beautiful?
0: Well, well, how very interesting. I say, what are you reaching out for Miss Arctogrel for? I'm coming. Oh, come on, old oh, bird, don't go cavorting with the staff. Oh, where did she go?
2: The mind boggles, sir.
0: Excuse me? I say, what ho? If if you're in the market for a husband, I do have another
2: son, you know. She has gone, sir. I say, do go get Bertie, would you? Yes, sir. Have you any particular instruction for the young master?
0: Oh, not really. Just tell him to get his highly funded behind down here now. Yes, sir. Oh, dash it all, Simpkins. Tell the layabout to go straight to the bridge and prepare us for a hyperspeed takeoff, would you? Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: He's excellent, really super. In fact, there are a whole load of pirates who were vaguely recognisable in the pirate crew, like that one from Press Gang who disappeared. Yeah, Yeah, what do we think of the
2: disappearing
0: pirate? I have read things where the people have been arguing over whether or not it's significant. I think it's just maybe slightly dodgy editing. It's not not even
3: that dodgy. We can just assume that she got him at some point off screen. (laughs) It's really not that important. He went out to
1: take a leak. Whoops! (laughs) <laughs> that sort of thing, you know. Didn't want to do it in front of a lady. He
3: had, had a pimple.
1: <laughs> what
3: a shiny pimple! He just squeezed a pimple, no. <laughs> it, gone. Oh, she no. just, she got him. Ah, <laughs> you've got to be careful.
1: It is, it is a frightening thing. Um, that, something I liked. I liked Francis Barber coming back again. I, f- I find this quite funny, actually. The lady I patch, Lady Francis Barber. Two things I noticed about her. Her eye patch is made of red leather that looks <laughs> remarkably, suspiciously similar to Martha Jones's jacket.
2: Ooh.
1: Has she maybe
3: she skinned Martha skinned Jones? Martha Jones. <laughs> she
1: skinned Martha Jones's <laughs> jacket. Ah. And made her into an eye patch. <gasps> maybe. And that's why she's a doc- she's assumed some doctorly power from Martha Jones's jacket.
3: And secondly.
1: And secondly. Um, Frances Barber recently played Nurse Ratchet in a production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So she's obviously got the slightly creepy nursery lady shtick down pat.
2: Here's my prediction for Frances Barber's character. I think that she is going to be the matron when um, Amy Pond's baby comes to be delivered.
3: She's um, mm. a midwife,
2: Not so a matron, a midwife.
0: In the mid- context of this story, though, I found that bit really jarring. And I didn't really like it because it just came
2: out of absolutely nowhere. Don't you like the suspense and mysteriousness of it? I do.
0: I like the the intrigue and the Mm. the subplot. But it just came completely out of nowhere and went nowhere and disappeared again. And it just was a bit odd in the context of the story.
1: Something else that bothers me a little bit about Frances Barber and her secret slidey hatch is if she's a midwife looking into Amy, what the heck is that hatch?
0: Mm. I don't know, but I think that's another spin-off series. It's a, Francis it's a, Barber and her secret slidey
2: hatch. Or the hyperspatial temporal link or magic door, which I didn't want to say. <laughs> um Well oh I'll just reckon my pen.
1: <laughs> Take that pen. He's,
3: he's that excited.
2: <laughs>
1: uh your pen isn't mightier than the cutlass.
2: Hooray. Yay! So all in all in all in all then, um we're saying it was all right. It's I, enjoyed Who, I enjoyed it. It was It's a fun. good bit of Doctor Who, isn't I, it? I, I mean, I think that we, we're used to the idea that each episode is going to raise the bar and be utterly amazing. And I think that we have to manage our expectations and say, actually, sometimes we're going to have just a good, solid adventure. And this is what this yeah, was. I think and so I loved so. it.
0: Some of the reviews have been really quite harsh. I don't think it was as, as bad as they're saying. No. It was the writing was... Was decent. It just wasn't as spectacular as the week before. Completely I don't see agree. why.
3: But it was nice because my jaw was very happy that it didn't have to hit the floor <laughs> several times in the episode, so that was nice.
2: Right! Here we are! You're sure this time? Definitely. Used a bit of lateral thinking, got the old girl to focus on the Jolly Roger rather than the whole piratey thing. And that'll work? Of course it will. She's better with abstract concepts instead of detailed instruction. We should go and have a look, then. We should, but I'm going to go and make sure we're in the right place first. You wait here.
1: (laughs) Well?
3: It was just a man called Roger, wasn't it?
2: Yes, but at least he was jolly. (laughs) Okay, right. Well, uh, yes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll be back for more next week when we talk about the most exciting... Oh my God, I'm so (laughs) excited! (laughs) The most anticipated episode of Doctor Who ever...
3: Certainly for me, I'm just my favourite writer of all time, writing my favourite series of all time. I am so off the chart excited. I really, 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 really hope that it's as good as it is in my head.
1: And can I just say that from a first look, it looks a little bit like Mother Courage and Her Children, the production that was recently at the National Theatre in terms of its design. On that
2: prediction, we will wait to see if it is like Mother Courage. Afternoon, Pons. What are you up to? Making lunch. Microwave lasagna. My favourite. Ah, good. Microwaves are fascinating things. Small metal boxes with tiny little dragon sprites releasing all their scorching breath through a grate in the top, thus heating up the food within. Fascinating. Is that how it works? Well, no, but if it makes it easier to understand, then I'm glad I could help. Ah, Rory, good to see you've mastered the old trouser press. Never could persuade them to work for me. Persuade? You know that they're just two pieces of living metal in there, right? And when you switch on the plug, the electricity starts to tickle their feet, leading them to dance up and down, creating friction when they rub together. Put some cloth in between and, hey, presto, freshly pressed trousers. Oh, I never knew that. How'd you find that out? Oh, it's not true or anything, but if it helps you get through the day... Watching television, Pond.
1: Yes, Doctor. Want to join me? It's Britain's
2: Got Talent. Interesting how televisual devices work, isn't it? Is it? Yes, well, for a start, in this model, there's the tiny nuclear reactor in the back of each set playing with fire a little when you realise it's right next to the spark plug and that the type of imp they use to control the flow of power between the microchips has been bred to have a genetic fault, which often results in shaky hands.
1: Oh, balls, Doctor. You're always telling us this kind of rubbish.
2: Whoops! Would you look at that? A mini mushroom cloud. Very pretty. (coughs) Okay, so it's bye from me, Andy. Cheerio
3: everyone. Have a good week.
1: Goodbye, everyone. I'll <laughs> feed Oh shoot!
5: Get your cutlass ready. Amy's about to throw down. Storways in this place gonna walk the plank. But stay on your scurvy ridden toes. The siren's coming. Let's go! I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm on a pirate boat. I'm on a boat. Boat. I'm on a boat take a good hard look at this stationary boat, boat. Yeah. I'm on a boat naughty pirate take a look at me there's a floaty green lady where there shouldn't be making black spots voice tripping ghostly notes you can't stop me floaty lady cause I'm on a boat to in hand Him. your ass is gas dude dude Toad's a feaky hissy fit if you are rude dude. I got my flintlock They're my best
1: protection I hear her singing Then she's springing From my reflection
5: I'm standing on the poop deck Tying knots and things The rain is lashing Getting everybody all wet But this ain't lead worth This is real as it gets I'm on a boat With some pirates Don't you ever forget I'm
1: on a boat And it's really old And we made our nautical stop That we did not plan I'm a piratey guy Wearing clothes like Sparrow You're on a canal And your boat's
5: Go. Dimension jump! This boat is real! Oh man, we fly the flag, Jolly Roger. Jolly Roger. Shoot men and climb poles, Jolly Roger. Roger. Holding gold is our goal, Jolly yeah, Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh look, it's lily cold, Jolly Roger. Hey Mar, if you could see me now. See me now. Typhoid jams on the starboard bow. bow. Gonna fly this boat to the moon somehow. Moon somehow. It's Doctor Who.
1: Never thought I'd be on the space It's a big black sparkly place yeah. The dark star, look there's two. Oh. Never thought I'd see the day When I understood technology Believe me when I say We're out of our day. I'm on the boat, I'm on the boat
5: Everybody look at me Cause we're calling this boat ooh, 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 ooh. I'm on a boat I'm on a boat I'm on a boat Take a good hard look At our rocket-powered boat Yeah, 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 yeah